0: And that's sometimes what short form fails to do, is I just keep everything in. So it's kind of like people feel like they're there with me. It's quite spooky. Filming all day, try and get like three videos done in a day. I used to be able to do like four. Three videos a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how. 20 minutes each? Sometimes more.
1: Are you ready? Happy Halloween Lost Creators and on today's show we question, is long form Dead? Harry Jagger joins us as we explore how he makes five videos a day, how he went from zero to 200,000 subscribers in under a year and how to make a killer living from making content for countries with lower CPM such as India, the Philippines and Pakistan. Hi there, I'm Robbie, and you're watching or listening to The Lost Creator Podcast, a show where we interview some of the most unique and influential people in the content creation world in the hopes of inspiring you to escape that nine-to-five and live out your dreams. And on today's very special Halloween episode, we are joined by Mr. Harry Jaggard. (laughs) Say hello. Thank you for having me, bro. And of course, Mr. Christian Los LeBlanc. How you doing? (laughs) It's a great look, guys. We look uh, very, very spooky. I'm terrified. We're celebrating, uh, we're celebrating Halloween today. So um,
2: we're celebrating the death of long form. The death of long form. Or is it, or, or is it?
1: Or is it? And that's why we're so grateful to have you here with us today, um, Harry, because I think you're kind of really leading one of the ways in showing us that long form really, truly that long format isn't necessarily dead. In fact, it's, a, it's, a, it's an increasing interest that people have. First of all, just tell us a little bit about um, yourself. What, what got you into YouTube? What got you into content creation?
0: So I used to be a freelance videographer, so I've always known about video and in the pandemic started making TikToks. They did pretty well and that gave me the confidence to like just keep going at it, made friends with some like really like helpful and successful YouTubers and they kind of paved the way and just mentored me and started posting November last year, posted every single day, daily vlogged for around 10 months, I think. And now we're here, just like uh, learned on the job, kept traveling, and uh, luckily got to where I am now. Did
2: you say post every day for 10 months? Every day for 10 months. Wow. Okay, Um, wild. Yeah, yeah. That's a long, long journey. I mean, it's not long in the scheme of things, but 10 months of a daily streak? Yeah. Did you miss any uploads?
0: Yes, I missed a few, like um, because of having I was like in the North Pakistan mountains, had no Wi Fi. So yeah. And tell me, like, what is that?
2: What does that look like for today? Like, what is what is Harry's social channels uh, accumulated
0: to now? So YouTube um, is like that's my that's my baby. That's the one I'm like most focused on. Two hundred and twenty k facebook also like really trying to grow facebook like 200 that's my biggest actually 245k wow and then i'm I'm trying not to focus on too many platforms i'm just like um trying to be efficient on the on those two and then Mm -hmm. tiktok i have but i don't really post as much it's just like on the side for the moment but I, i should be posting and i do have a team i have two um employees now which i'm really happy with but Again, it's just like I don't want to spread myself too thin at the moment, so just focusing on those two for now. Wow, I think that's uh, that's really impressive. Like that level of growth to happen that fast. Thank
2: you. Brooke. And even like to add your first team members, that's something that normally takes people, you know, a long time to get to. Do you, do you think it's the mentorship and like having people that have helped you
0: jump to the next hoops? Hundred percent. Like um, I have a group chat with the boys, Mac, Luke, and Ali. And we were always bouncing ideas off each other. Like, literally, couldn't have done it without them. They are the other goats. And that's what I'd say to other people: is like, rise with other people. Like, have a group chat, bounce ideas, bounce thumbnails, mm-hmm. have have a community. It's like four minds are better than one. And uh, it's so good to have help. And everyone always thinks I think creators are sometimes a little bit like selfish with like ideas. But like, there's just so many views to go around. And you just like. Share information. Oh, my God. Yeah, endless, endless. That's so cool. Yeah. When
1: when you were posting uh, daily for 10 months, what kind of uh, length of videos were were these that you were posting?
0: Mm, shorter than they are now, like around 20 minutes, maximum 40 minutes, but usually on the 20-minute side. And, yeah, I just say, like, quantity over quality at that point at the start. And I'd say that quantity leads to quality. So, like, just keep making them. And because I had... That I I was like I'm there's no way I'm stopping daily and so I had to post and so it kind of just forced me to get out there and get the content done.
1: Yeah, well we had um, we had Upton here on the podcast and he kind of said you know it's uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah, because perfect leads to that kind of struggle to get something out on time and and just getting it out. The perfection will come with exactly. With
2: the time. But Upton, uh, d- despite being daily, he's still very different style. Yes. He's like a one minute video. You're 20 minutes a day of yeah. content. So there's got to be something going on that a lot of creators aren't aren't quite doing, which is I think what going to be a big meaty part of today's conversation is understanding how
0: do you get out 20 minutes of content in a single day? Like, I guess just going around and doing the, ta- uh, like just filming everything. Like a lot of people will cut parts where they're just walking down the street and talking about the people around them and the experiences trying the food but i just keep everything in so it's kind of like people feel like they're there with me and it makes it very real and it is yeah, yeah like some i uh, my best performing video is like 50 50 minutes long wow and obviously what was it uh a 10 dollar challenge in india okay um so
1: something like 2.4 million views or something like that? Something it's like that. A bit, m- bit more than that, which yeah. is obviously insane. For, for a 50-minute video, you think usually people will see 50-minute mm. on the time mark and, and be a little bit kind of mm-hmm. apprehensive of whether to, to explore or, uh, a 50-minute video on YouTube. But exactly. obviously, uh, it performed kind of well. What, what do you think were some of the kind of key tips that really allowed it to, to, to do so well?
0: I'd say it's a challenge. So it has a great storyline. Um, so people will want to stick to the end to see the outcome of the challenge is and also like i have been following like mr beast obviously he's like the most successful youtuber so i've been following a lot of what he says and he says that like youtube will push the content to the people who watch so for example um if people like watching long videos youtube will push them long videos if people like watching short videos youtube will push some short videos so obviously like people are getting the long video that i posted and so YouTube just posted it to, uh, pushed it to more of those people that like, prefer, um, the long form content. Mm.
2: Yeah, there's definitely, so you think that in an age where short form is becoming what seeming, it seems dominant, right? You go on TikTok, you go on Instagram, it's like everything is between seven
0: seconds and like 30. Do you feel like there's still a place for long form? Yeah, I think there will always be that uh, niche. People will always want it to, may, it may be getting smaller, um, but I think there's always going to be people who want to sit down and watch a really long video, even if they're not focusing on it 100%. And I, it all could just comes down to story. Like if if it has a good story, I think it will do well. Mm-hmm. And And that's sometimes what short form fails to do is like, a real good storyline. If you have a good story, mm-hmm. um, the video should do well. And obviously, if you have a good title and thumbnail, then it's just a resi- good recipe.
2: I feel like when I go on social media, like I have different levels of satisfaction with different platforms. Instagram, it's like I lose 30 minutes there. I'm like, oh, why did I go on there? TikTok, it's a little bit better. It's a little bit more niche to what I want. But when I go on YouTube, I feel like I actually am enjoying myself. I'm kind of, like I'm, I'm brought into a story and I'm, I'm like better off because of it. I, I think there's always going to be a, a place for, for YouTube. Like, it's just such a good platform. And you, I mean, you're creating such a deep connection with people they must you you must have people that watch every single you know video you post yeah yeah 20 like,
0: minutes a day of, of harry that's a lot of i know. Of time watching you i know i i couldn't even watch myself for that long <laughs> <laughs> like uh yes some of the comments i get are just incredible like people comment every single video and mm-hmm. i just i make sure i reply to those guys because they are just like so so nice of them to do that but mm-hmm. um, have I, you ever met these these people that are like your everyday like loyals not like the super fans, but I've definitely met some of my fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Um, but actually, on the topic of sort of the, the people that are there that watch you kind of every, every day, obviously you, you're, you're posting and having to, to, to post on the daily is keeping that, sustainable, that um is, is sustaining that relationship with them. Um, are there any other steps that you're taking to also kind of keep uh, that community strength going?
0: Always engaging in the comments. That's like super important for me. Like, like every uh, comment? no 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 not every comment um like i try and do for the first hour that it comes out i just reply to as many as possible um and i also have my um, personal assistant reply to some of them as well mm-hmm. when i'm too super busy traveling it just like create creates the relationship with the viewer mm-hmm. and that that's also like what i'd say youtube has the unique uh selling point o- over tiktok and instagram it's like you really feel a connection with your viewers with tiktok i don't I don't think I even know who I follow on TikTok, or, or like, this, I don't know who follows me, and, and whereas YouTube, like, I could tell you who I follow mm-hmm. and who I, who I like. So I think um, creating a relationship is really important. And then to make to be successful, I would also say just like nail the thumbnail. I think starting creators who are struggling, one of the main reasons is why they're struggling is because they just don't have a great thumbnail. Mm-hmm. or a title so just catchy th- thumbnail and title
2: I totally agree with that yeah the the branding of the video is so critical now tell me I want to if I want to create every day whether it be 10 to 20 minutes what is what is your day looking like so that like give me a bit of a walkthrough like from the moment you you know leave your hotel room go out to shoot are you charging your batteries at night are you importing
0: your videos and are you editing during the morning like how does your day usually look so it's like, it's changed over the last year. Like it's, I've become super, super efficient at it. Mm. Um, I'd say it's like, I like to sprint and then take a rest. So I go to a country, film as many videos as possible, and then come to a place like Bali where I just chill. And it basically involves like going out, shooting as many videos as possible in a day, filming literally all day. I have, uh, I shoot everything on my GoPro, I have a battery uh, pack and a portable charger. So I'm charging batteries on the go, swapping them out. The, the GoPro batteries don't last very long at all. So it's like super frustrating. But filming all day, try and get like three videos done in a day. I used to be able to do like three four. Three videos a day? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how. 20 minutes each? Sometimes more, sometimes 40. And just filming everything. And I'm literally filming from, I leave the hotel at 10 a.m., get back at 7 p.m., and then dump the footage on the hard drive, and then send them to my editor Wow, and that's, then that's uh, it's like super intense for like two three weeks now yeah. now I'm only doing two week trips because I just get burnt out if I do. I did a month trip in India, and I just was mm. so burnt out, so I, I want to go through your workflow a little deeper, but I have one question
2: for you. You just mentioned you shoot three videos in one day. What decides when the video starts and when it ends like why mm. why not one video in the day, and why not five? like what
0: creates the three? Again, I'm optimizing for quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. So I can just keep consistently uploading on YouTube because we, I know that YouTube um, benef- it will benefit you if you are uploading consistently. Mm-hmm. So it, they may not be the best quality, but they're, I'm just getting them out. And like you said, done is better than finished. And in terms of like when, when I start and finish, I kind of just like plan a little bit before I leave the hotel. Like, okay, I'm going to go to this tourist attraction and then have something to eat. That's one video done. Second video is I'm going to go to a market and buy lots of different things, speak to locals. Okay, that's the third, second video. Is it because it creates a good thumbnail and title? or Yeah, at the moment, like I changed how I do it. I used to just kind of go out and film. Now I'm thinking of the title uh, sometimes and then going out and filming for that title. Okay. But obviously, as we all know, when you're just filming out in the streets... Um, random things can happen Unexpected. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. i don't it doesn't always happen as i plan it and, and we,
1: sometimes those are like the best parts of exactly it, right they, 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 they are for that yeah. um the best parts but
2: how would you title something like going to the market because like to the average person they're gonna be like that sounds mundane like yeah in, and most people have a hard time telling themselves to post because they think it has to be like explosions and million dollar budgets like how do you title something to make it attractive like that
0: uh, I've learnt over the last year like just by trial and error seeing which ones work and which ones don't and mm-hmm. just like trying to use clickbait in a sensible way obviously not doing a stupid clickbait like I nearly died <laughs> or, um, <laughs> yeah. but just being like uh, you know something like I was shocked or something um, and if I was going to a market I don't know i just like put the price dollar of how much I spent because mm-hmm. uh, when you put the price sometimes it's, it's good for like yeah. SEO agreed and uh maybe like an ex- have like an expensive item in the thumbnail and you just learn slowly what works and what doesn't work by mm. trial and error so you're not just calling it going to the market you're focusing on one event within the market trip yeah 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 and okay. like um people love it when you interact with locals and mm. especially the locals in that country they love it so i always try and um get locals in the video or get them in the title is even better mm.
1: And as you, I mean, obviously you went from a period of posting daily for 10 months. How often are you posting now? What's your, what's your consistency now?
0: Uh, by daily. By daily. So yeah. once
1: every two days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And when, easier. yeah. And so when you kind of go out, you've got these, these trips planned, you're to some degree, obviously um, planning for your thumbnails and, and titles in mind with what your activities for the day are going to be. Um, you shoot, let's say for um, a, a, a week, you say of like a trip.
0: Uh, two weeks now.
1: Two weeks now. Yeah. And that obviously buys you sort of how much roughly in terms of a backlog?
0: It can be like I just went to Pakistan and filmed just over 30 videos, between 30 and 35 videos. So that's like uh, two months off. It's nice. <laughs> but it sounds great. It, it does sound great. But uh, then I'm working on Facebook on the, in the back end of it and TikTok and yeah. I could always go to daily like yeah. I, I may go to daily in in november december we'll
1: see you mentioned you've got uh, two members on your team as well what sort of roles are they uh, do, do they have within the team
0: so i've like played around with having multiple uh team members and i've just got like two at the moment i'm just super happy they're two superstars one full-time editor who's just doing youtube facebook and then i've got a personal assistant which i never knew i needed a personal assistant until i got one because they are literally a lifesaver like Hotel collabs, sponsorships, they help me sort out all of that and just like the back end of all the boring mundane tasks. Like what? Like YouTube comments, like Mm -hmm. uploading videos onto my second Instagram account, uploading Mm -hmm. videos on my TikTok, just stuff that I, when I'm traveling, it just saves me, even if it's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes here. Do they book your flights? Do they? No, no, don't book my flights just because like, um, at the moment I'm just booking everything super late Yeah. because I just love being flexible. I agree. I, I tried to
2: do that. I tried to get to a place where somebody could help me there, but I'm not organized enough. I don't have a schedule. So you, like you book your own flights as well? Pretty much most of the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Most I'd, the time. I love the idea of having somebody too. to do it, but usually it's just like, it's like the night before and I'm like, they're not working right now. Exactly. So. <laughs>
0: exactly. And sometimes like, it's hard to book flights. Like it's the
2: most annoying in the world
0: you <laughs> know of declined payments and yes. like oh my god it drives me crazy
2: it's my least favorite thing to do whenever i have to go book a fly i'm like here we go again
1: a real horror oh, shit. show yeah
2: uh,
1: ooh. ooh. finally
2: it's starting to make sense why we're all painted right <laughs> um
1: yeah. And, and um, so with obviously your process, well, your, your final product being more under the idea of like done rather than perfect, what kind of involvement do you have in that post-production? You've got a lead editor who takes over or who does the majority of the edit, but do you ever kind of come in and give a bit of feedback? What, what's that process like?
0: So basically he sends me, uh, so I edit on Final Cut, uh, he edits on Final Cut as well. And he sends me the project file, I open it, skim through the video, sometimes on 2x speed, because I'm just like, I just feel like it's good enough, and delete anything. You know, sometimes I just say stupid things, so I delete it. Sometimes I swear, I try and delete that, and yeah, and then upload it myself onto uh, YouTube. It's pretty, pretty simple. In your 1080p, right? No, I'm 4K. You're uploading in yeah, 4K. yeah, yeah. I've I've toyed with the idea of going back to 1080 p but I did a community post, and mm-hmm. it was like 20 percent watching 4K. So I thought,
2: hmm. yeah, and it's only going to become more exactly. It's tricky. I I so I just came back from doing daily vlogging in Thailand and you know we were put pretty much every day. We missed a couple spots. Um but we moved to 1080 for that that everyday upload and I have to say it felt so nice. Really. It makes life so much better. Like the the all of the editing team like their computers just blaze through it. The ah. exports happen almost instantly. Moving files across is so much easier. Like if I'd shot in 4K, you know, most days would be 75 to 120 gigabytes of, of raw data. Now, if we shoot 1080, it's like a tenth of that. It's like maybe 12 gigabytes. It's so so much easier. You're tempting me. How, well, <laughs> how
0: how do you move uh, your 4K footage off to your editor when you're in Pakistan? I just try and book good hotels with good Wi-Fi, but yeah. it's, it's really hard. It takes all night sometimes, yep. and yeah. and I obviously I film a lot. It's like sometimes. 30 40 50 gigabytes of footage every day so i guess
2: you are on a gopro though so the 4k files are at least a little bit more they're not as sizable yeah let's say the canon would be
0: yeah okay are you flying a drone no i had a drone i crashed it in pakistan uh, on my first trip and then i've been meaning to get one ever since but i just haven't got around to it plus i've been with people who have I, i go to countries like India and uh, places like that—they they are super strict with drones. They just right. and I just don't know if I want the hassle. Yeah, but it's definitely something that I I'm going to probably get like even if it's just the DJI Mini. Yep. because um, I love flying drones, um, but just never thought it just doesn't fit into my content super well. Right. It would just be more for all the fun of it. Because
2: we we were talking about, like, long form, like, if it was dead or not. And you know what? Like, you know, no surprise. It's not. It's going to have its place. But what I'm curious about is whether you think cinematics is – like, tell me how you do your cinematics, your B-roll, as some people call it. Is it present? Is there any?
0: Not in my current videos. There's none. I did – you, I did used to put a little bit, like a minute at the start, if it was like an intro, but I've just stopped just because it's like time and it it's just takes too long. I obviously used to be a, a freelance videographer, so I loved making cinematic films, mm-hmm. uh, but it just earned me no money mm-hmm. and uh, it's still my passion, but and I'll maybe go full circle one day and bring cinematics in, but I was making cinematic videos with just music, so there was not really any storyline. Whereas now I'm making, obviously, videos with storylines. So I just say, like, the number one thing is sto- is making a story. Mm-hmm. And so I think c- cinematics, cinematics isn't dead, but uh, it's, you definitely just got to do it right and not just put music and have, like, girls in the background and, mm-hmm. and, and DJI uh, FPV shots.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely time-consuming, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, to, very. To, to edit,
0: to shoot, it, it really holds back, I think, the main purpose, which is story. If you don't know how to do it well, exactly, yeah, it's it's super time consuming, but it's mm-hmm. like for most people who are videographers, it's just absolute passion for them, and when you can make that, um, when you can make money out of it, it's just incredible,
1: mm-hmm. no doubt. I'm curious though as well because sometimes you know we talk about the unexpected things can happen, and sometimes they end up kind of being the best part of your video, but um, surely there must be, especially on such a, like um, on a such a heavy daily occurrence, right? Maybe there must be the opposite of something where it's like so expected Mm -hmm. that it doesn't reach that kind of level of like oh there might even be a story here so where how how does one actually build a story um out of something that might have felt as you were shooting as you were experiencing it a little bit more mundane
0: yeah that's a good question like there are times where i've just been filming and just not just nothing great happens like maybe the the waitress i'm having is like super like rude or not not great on camera um you just gotta like keep going sometimes i'll i'll bin it i won't use it and i'll just move on to the next spot sometimes i just like if, if i'm with someone i'll just like use them as uh, a way of creating entertainment like bounce jokes off them or just like yeah just make a make it comical um but yeah there's there's been many times where i'm just like oh this is just not going very well um but you just got to keep going and i'm sure like in, in places like uh, india pakistan it's just walking down the street is content. Like, the, if you walk around soon enough, someone is going to come who's just great on camera, got mm-hmm. so much, like, uh, charisma.
1: I mean, you, you recently released the video which was sort of spending 24 hours in Pakistan with zero money <laughs> and kind of seeing how, you know, w- what the outcome could be. if, if it, Trying to prove almost that like if people have this idea, preconceived notion of what Pakistan is, it's actually really friendly, Royce. Mm-hmm. Um, but that obviously kind of comes with a little bit more level of, of, of pre-planning. Okay, I'm going to do this concept of, uh, you know, a, a story of not having any budget with me at all and and sort of seeing what can happen um and then that obviously how often are you kind of looking to plan videos like that that have a specific concept versus more experiential i'm going to a specific location type of videos
0: so when i first started it was 90 percent just going out and filming and and now as i get um towards like the, the latter stages i'm like Kind of moving more towards plans videos that's the direction i want to take my channel in is like challenges and just planning more because it, it creates leverage and um yeah i just love making challenges getting myself outside my comfort zone and that that zero dollar challenge was like it just made me so happy making that i loved every minute of it so in terms of just like changing how i do things i'm definitely going to do more challenges um, but it does take definitely a lot more planning
2: When you're off on the road traveling, are you also simultaneously posting? Because you mentioned that you kind of do like, you know, three weeks on or then maybe you come or maybe two months of travel, then two months in Bali to kind of recoup, not be on the road as much. So how does it work when you're on the road versus here? What kind of like production or, or, you know, works? How does the work life look?
0: So... What I try and do is when I know I'm going on a big trip, like a two-week trip, I try and schedule as many videos as possible. And that just depends on how hardworking I am before. But ideally, I'd, I'd like to get, like, at the moment, I've got, uh, like, eight videos scheduled. So mm-hmm. I don't have to worry for the next few weeks. Um, and that's the way I want to keep it, just have a huge backlog. And with same with Facebook. I try and get, like, as many videos scheduled because I'm, I'm daily on Facebook as well but it's much easier because they're shorter videos <sighs> sometimes I do have to end up uh, posting when I'm actually in the country but it's not as bad as you think like I try and book um, some nice hotels when I'm in like uh, Pakistan and places like this because yeah. the internet is just so much better and obviously when I'm filming all day um, like eight hours a day it's so nice to just go back to somewhere that's like really really nice
2: that's it yeah I do the same thing. I try Mm -hmm. to stay in nicer places because it's like almost an insurance over your camera gear too, right? Like when you're traveling around Mm -hmm. with your, even if it's not super valuable, but like your hard drives or whatever you have, if that was taken, like it's going to be a huge, huge setback. So yeah, nice hotels, fast internet.
1: Not only insurance on equipment as well, but also insurance on your, storytelling ability because you'll wake up the next morning you'll have rested well you're going to be in a good mindset because you will have recalibrated a little bit and very true that kind of allows you to to wake up feeling fresh and ready for Mm -hmm. the next um the next challenge the next part of the adventure
0: exactly like people can people comment like i can tell you're tired on the videos when i'm like 50 videos deep into a series and and it really shows so that's why for me getting a, a good night's sleep getting a nice shower, warm shower, because I've been to places where I haven't had running water for like four days. So now I'm just like avoiding that at all costs and trying to stay in like nicer places and just treat myself when I'm in these countries. And of course, yeah, just like, uh, I I used to love to go to hostels and uh, the social side of it, but now I just, I'm just not sure how I can do it because like you said, hard drives and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's tricky and it definitely doesn't let you sleep very well sometimes. Exactly, yeah. So here's a question that I get asked a lot because there's a lot of people from different sides of the world from different, you know, uh, with LCA, we've got people literally in most countries and they always ask like, okay, if I start a channel in my home language, I'm stuck to one demographic. If I, you know, only travel Bangladesh or I only travel the Philippines, I'm only going to build that audience. Now, you have kind of focused on some unique markets. You've gotten, you've spent a lot of time in Pakistan, uh, Lebanon. Mm. Where else? The Philippines, Philippines, India, India. So um. let's let's focus on like those four areas. None of them are particularly wealthy countries, and therefore, they're there are people watching your videos. Also, don't necessarily have a you know a large disposable income compared to a Western country. Do you believe that you know people can build successful, let's say, profitable businesses by focusing in on demographics like the Philippines, like India, etc.? Yeah,
0: that's a good question. Like, obviously, my RPM is probably lower than the average, uh, definitely lo- lower than the average YouTuber. But I think like my views kind of uh, equate for it. Like, my views are obviously. Um, larger than most travel YouTubers who are going to less um, populated countries. So I'd say yeah, like uh, as long as you're like creating great content and getting the views, the the revenue is there for me. Also like I try and do one country with like a lower RPM and then sprinkle in a little bit of like Western countries or maybe Indonesia where it's going to be higher RPM.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay, that's an interesting thing. Now, that's of of rpm for those that don't know that's like the amount of money you're getting per thousand views so let's say your rpm is five that means you get five dollars every time you get a thousand views maybe it's one uh that means a dollar for every thousand views that's of course just the ad revenue Mm -hmm. that's given to you directly from social media do you find sponsors are are wanting to sponsor your videos
0: or are you relying entirely on ad revenue from the platforms yeah i get sponsors i like um obviously the They're not as well paid as probably uh, other travel YouTubers who are going to Western countries, but um, I'm happy with it. And like it's bringing me an income that I'm very happy with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not complaining at all. And yeah, like I try and limit to like maximum two sponsors a month and yeah that's that's how i'm only two sponsors per month yeah so only two videos that's like maximum sometimes i won't even do two
2: okay okay you've shared with us that you're part of like this mastermind group and there's about four guys in there um a lot of them actually two of them are in lca and you know we've kind of watched them come up and they're doing it the same way you are but they're traveling to places like lebanon to you know maybe bangladesh pakistan even i think afghanistan like uh, maybe
0: that last one's not correct. But. I, no, we haven't been to Afghanistan, but I I'm planning a trip to Afghanistan. Hopefully, okay. So that's that'll be interesting. I think maybe Luke is. I'm not sure. So you guys are taking the path less
2: traveled, and you're going um, and building, you know, empires by. Uh, entertaining people in these countries. My question is, you know, so far we've heard that the brand deals, of course, they're out there. That's great. You can make money through the sponsorship or the ad revenue through platforms. Has anybody cracked the, a way to, let's say, sell directly products, services? Have any of you guys found a way to monetize with your own product?
0: So uh, I think Mac is working on like uh, travel guides. He's also he's like really in-depth travel guides. Luke doesn't really mess around with other revenue platforms. I think what he has is going really well. So he's Mm -hmm. just sticking to it.
1: He messes around with fireworks. Yeah, yeah. He (laughs) loves fireworks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm also doing like a little bit of private consulting for like small YouTubers on the side. But that's very, very small. I'm just. I think we're all just focusing on the growth for now, and yeah. then once we get to the stage where we're happy, we'll we'll just work on other streams. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I also forgot to mention is that we actually get a lot of views from expats who have left the country and now live in Western countries. Mm. So they they actually have a higher purchasing power. So yep. for example, like I get a, uh, from my Pakistan series, I get a ton of viewers from USA, UK, mm-hmm. who have moved there, who miss their country. Yes. And so that actually is is good for the RPM, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm I'm su- super happy with with how everything's going, so.
2: From my observation, if there's one thing I've seen is that you know, you might not make as much per view, but it seems like there's more views to be out like to be grabbed because when you go for a western country, maybe it's like the consumer habits is not there, like I don't know, maybe western world people just don't watch as much YouTube or as much social media or at least not in the same way or it's just that there's more competition. But whenever I've made videos in the Philippines, like they skyrocket. When I have made videos about India, they did super well. And I've seen people, Western people go and I'm like, man, you could literally make millions of dollars by being that person, my friend Will Dasovich actually exploded in the Philippines where he's half Filipino, but he was from America and he, he became like the Casey Neistat of the Philippines. Right. And I mean, millions of dollars is, is no stretch. He's made great money doing it. So, you know, I, I definitely don't think anyone should be discouraged from l- making less per view when there's
0: so many views to be to be uh, found exactly that's what i'm saying like uh, there's no way like my the video i made it that got like 2.4 million in india there's no way that that would happen if i posted it in like france or spain mm-hmm. there's literally like no chance and uh, maybe i my rpm was pretty pretty low for that maybe like between $1.50 and $2 so fairly low but the views is like 2.4 million, so it still made like a decent amount.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Harry, you touched on obviously one of the key things, especially when you're starting out as a, as a beginner YouTube, is is the thumbnail game being like a little bit poor if if you're not kind of getting that reach. But um, obviously thumbnails being quite important. One of the sort of following ones there is is the retention rate, kind of keeping people sticking around. And so you know something that's uh, that's quite spooky. Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to really really long videos, is that retention rate? So how does one, especially with such long videos, keep that retention rate going?
0: So you got to nail the intro. Like if you look at the analytics, the intro is where most people click off. So I'd say get a really strong intro. Tell people what is going to happen in the video in the intro, and then just keep the keep the story. So if you're traveling somewhere, just film every little part of it. If you're if you're going for a meal. Film the entrance to the meal, film the speaking to the waiter, and then make sure you film paying for the bill. And don't skip any parts out because when you skip people it, it kind of like is a bit jarring and people are like, Oh, what's going on? And then they just lose interest. Keep them interested with a storyline and um i always just try and like crack jokes like be be comical even though i'm not very funny but just try and i'd beg to differ oh you're too kind i mean look at your
1: face dude i know Uh, (laughs) i don't know how people coming from me (laughs) 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 um no, and actually, I think that's another big part that you just kind of touched on. There is what is the personality is kind of a a big factor because people follow, people buy from people, right? People buy and, and watch people because of who um they are. So, so um, what might be some tips that you might be able to share? Because I also I know you did a, a recent video that, as well, which was how to grow on YouTube mm-hmm. in two thousand and twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of are maybe some of those key tips for on camera presence and and any other tips that you might uh, that you might have?
0: I'd say like. The number one question that I get asked is like how to start and, you know, how to get confidence on camera and loads of people, they try and they're worrying about, you know, step 20 before they worry about step one. So step one is just take action, just film, even if you don't even have to post it, just film, like ideally you'd post it, but um, I'd say take action, film. Also, if you're, if you're worried about confidence issues, you know, you got to start baby steps. So first of all, maybe just send like a voice note to your group chat. Get used to listening to your own voice. Once you're used to that, film film on your phone, just like talking to your phone. Keep doing it until you're confident with that, and then the next step is film with a camera. And obviously, people get re- really like uh, nervous about filming in public. And I used to hate filming in public, mm-hmm. but it's about repetition. You got to keep going. It's like going to the gym. So just like uh, slowly build up to it. Film in front of your friends. And then once you're confident there, film in public and just keep going. Yeah,
1: Practice practice makes perfect, right? Or as Christian might say, practice makes (laughs) perfect.
0: You are too good today.
2: (laughs) You're on a roll. That was pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) That (laughs) was really good. You know, actually, that that starting stage of a creator's journey is by far like the most fragile time. It's like a a time of self-doubt. And like you said, confidence on cameras is one of those uh, foundations that have to be developed. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we did with Lost Creator Academy is we actually just released a 10 day creator challenge, which is a 10 step process to getting yourself to getting 10,000 views on your videos. So we actually have a $47 10 step process. It takes 10 days. It's learn at your own pace. So even if you've got an extremely busy life, uh, no stress, we even have the guarantee in there that if you don't get 10,000 views within your first 10 videos of taking this program. We'll fully refund you the forty-seven dollars. So, pretty wild. It'll help you out in so many ways. I just finished up uh, that entire product, and I'm very proud to have it out. So, if you want to check it out, it's linked down below. Cheeky little plug. Cheeky Hell little. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, uh, uh,
0: Ten thousand views on
2: YouTube. Yep. Wow. Any platform that's that a, they choose. That's a big. That's a big claim. You know, it is a big claim, and you know, it's just one of those things that when you run the numbers, look, look, there's going to be some people that that don't hit that goal. That's fine. We'll refund them. We just want to see people better off than when they came through. But whenever you you follow these these steps, we're we're so confident that it's going to, you know, people are going to be miles ahead of where they were and 10,000 10, views is like it's it, that's like half of a NHL or NBA stadium. So like if we can get that kind of attendance to someone's videos, we think they'll be pretty stoked. I love
0: that. Yeah.
1: Seeing as it's Halloween, I want to ask you Harry, what is your biggest fear as a content creator? irrelevance <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean uh i don't think i have too many fears i guess like uh
1: i can't think of any fearless a fearless man, a fearless yes, man. Uh, yeah
2: fearless. you're gonna do just fine on halloween <laughs> yeah
1: um ma- what about maybe something that you wish someone had told you um before you started out something that might have helped you posting post
0: every post day every day yeah honestly oh, like you're doing if i day. would if i would give like a piece of advice to someone who's like started posting um and just want to like accelerate mm-hmm. or maybe want just want to get better cuz all you got to do is just keep making better videos. Uh, people can talk about the YouTube algorithm and all this, but just make better videos. Mm-hmm. So I would say set yourself like a 30-day challenge or like a, even if it's a one-week challenge and just film every day. Again, you don't have to post it, but just, uh, mm-hmm. just make the videos. Yeah, there's like this stat. It's like if
2: you improve 1% every day, or in your case, if you improved 1% every video you posted, your video would be 37 times better by the end of one year. That's like the mathematic... Of the exponential growth, right? Like if you just put in the work, then you're going to get better. You'll learn how to export faster. You'll learn how to like, you know, do your battery charging at the end of the day faster and more effectively. You'll learn every step of the way. And, and then like in a year's time, you'll be, you won't even recognize where you started. Exactly. I'm a huge fan of daily vlogs. I think they're the best way to learn because I agree. it's just a grind. It's not easy and it, it's not going to work for most people because they just don't have the work ethic. But it's the fastest way to just like put fuel and jet fuel to the mm-hmm. growth. It's it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Like if you look at my first vlogs, which would be around about a year ago, um, they're terrible. Like I'm holding the camera like Mac had to keep telling me, like, keep your, ca- keep your <laughs> hand up. Like, and this is only a year ago. only Less than a year ago. Wow. And I was that's just amazing. like very unconfident. Like the storyline was terrible. But I did it. I kept posting and, and I got better. And I just say that like, that's literally the best thing you can do.
2: How did you find these guys?
0: Uh, So me and I saw Mac on TikTok. I was living in Dubai as a freelance videographer and saw him on TikTok. Um, And I was also going on TikTok. So we like bounced a few questions off each other. Mm -hmm. We met up and we got on like a house on fire and just been friends ever since. And then he invited me on this trip to Pakistan. And I was, I didn't know anything about Pakistan. I was just like, yeah, why not? Like uh, if if he invites me, I'm going to go. And uh, went and then that's when, started vlogging and, and pretty much that yeah. sort of, for some reason, like um, the month I went to Pakistan was the literally just did so well in Pakistan. Damn. And I, I still don't know why, like there's been people who have been to Pakistan and haven't done as well. And I think maybe it's becoming a little bit of a, a cliche place for vloggers to go because they know that there's easy growth there. But mm-hmm. I had no idea when I went and was very fortunate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the power of community. You mm. are, you know, growing at a pace that, people usually take a few years to achieve. So you've kind of, yeah, you put in the hard work and you took a lot of really, really good pointers and ran with it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I literally would not say I don't like to take credit because it's like... No, the, you the, should take those, credit. Those you boys. should take credit, though. Thank like you.
2: You, Yeah, you were, you were the one that put in the hard work and you're the one that's running around the world to make it happen. So guys, if you guys want to check out more of Harry's stuff, we'll have it linked down below. Um, see for yourself what it means to, you know, not expect perfection out of yourself, but hit the publish button because it works. It really does. Everyone has to find their style, but this is a a, a style that is incredibly, incredibly uh, effective. So congrats, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much I for really coming out.
1: Harry, what's the, uh, so before we, we wrap up though, how, do you have, what's the sort of the future of the channel? Wh- wh- where do you see it kind of going over the next couple of years?
0: Um, like I'm getting more into a bit of, uh philanthropy like giving back to others like obviously not like mr b style but i i I get the most enjoyment out of videos when i give back to people so gonna keep doing that like um the pakistan video i just made i did a fundraiser and i'll be donating like over a thousand dollars for that and more challenges like getting outside my comfort zone so i've got some crazy plans in terms of just doing wild challenges um and then just more of the usual going to wild countries got afghanistan hopefully Maybe Syria. There's no country I wouldn't go to.
1: Nice and uh, what about Halloween plans lads before we uh, before we sign off anything uh, wow. Anything My plans spooky? are to go
0: wash
2: this off <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, awesome well um, also I, I do have a quick uh, little Halloween plan which I thought it'd be nice to share especially today uh, which is that I'll be releasing a short horror film that I made with some friends here in Bali the reason why I wanted to share this though is because um, it was just a little weekend trip that we did that we took up um, to Tabanan in, in, in Bali we got a bamboo villa and uh, and rather than just making sort of the more standard content we thought let's make a little horror film Uh, and again the reason I wanted to share this is because it really took me back to being a kid when I was 13 I used to make horror films with my sister and it's what really got me kind of into wanting to make films and wanting to be a movie maker and and I think it's really really important as well that you don't kind of like lose that touch sometimes you you kind of go back to the things that make that remind you of why you do what you do um so on this Halloween uh share that love
0: Proud of you. I'm excited to watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave a little clip in here somewhere, like a little trailer or something. Um, oh, cheeky plug. Little cheeky plug.
0: <laughs> yeah, plug the Halloween. Go the plug the Halloween.
1: All right, guys. I hope you have a very spooky one. <laughs> uh, and uh, go get lost.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye.